You may be seated. Isn't our praise band awesome, though? They're amazing. We love our praise band here at the church. Um, as we prepare for this time of tithe and offerings, I wanted to let you know there's an offering plate in the back and also uh, in the front of the sanctuary. And if you're watching online, you can uh, text to give, um, give through the website. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful um, this morning for all that you have blessed us with. We pray that um, every offering that is given, whether it's a, a, a financial gift, God, or those of time and service, we pray that you will bless those. We pray that you will use those to continue to do great things for your kingdom. Um, we pray for all those needs here in our congregation, those uh, unspoken requests and those requests that people um, write online and those that come um, through cards in the mail. God, we pray for every prayer request that's mentioned. Uh, we lift those up. We pray for our doctors and nurses in the community. We pray that you will strengthen them. Um, we know it's still been a really tough time with COVID. We pray that uh, you, will, you will help them, give them patience, give them strength, give them energy. We pray for all of our school staff in the community. Uh, we pray that you will give them extra blessing uh, this week as it's been, a tough, it's been a tough year. We pray that you will bless them. And uh, I pray that each one of us here, God, that we will leave here drawing closer to you and closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
So I didn't say it earlier, but those watching online, if you have a prayer concern, you can uh, write those in the comments. We would love to be praying for you. Um, and I'm so glad that all of you are here this morning. Um, I said earlier that we're having a reception right after the service for Molly Page. Um, if you're coming to the small group, small group, the Dream Big small group, stop by there for 10, 15 minutes, grab a bunch of food off those tables, and take it up to your small group, all right? We're going to steal food from Molly's reception for our small group, is what's happening. Um, so today's lectionary passage is one you've heard many times. Pastor Sam's going to be out for the next four Sundays, so I will be here, and we're going to be following the lectionary in 1 Corinthians. Um, but even if you're new to church, if you're watching online and you're new to church, or maybe you're here and you've slept through the past 10 years of sermons, right? You still have probably heard this scripture. It's one that we've all heard before. Uh, you probably heard it used at a wedding, saw it written on a piece of art, a t-shirt, something like that. Um, and so leading up to this scripture that you've heard before, uh, the youth have been following the lectionary as well. So in 1 Corinthians 12, which is right before what we're reading today, uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, it talked about spiritual gifts. Those are those gifts that God gives people um, to, to be used for his glory, to connect people and draw people to Jesus, those spiritual gifts uh, for building people up. But, but when we read about those with the youth, we learned that spiritual gifts are awesome, but if we don't have love, guess what? They're meaningless. Earlier than that in 1 Corinthians, uh, we find out that Paul gives instructions to the church at Corinth. There's a lot of division among the people. Uh, he gives them rules about lawsuits among believers. He gives them different, uh, different rules on how to get along in their leadership, and they were divided and it was all about loving each other, right? Loving each other, having love for one another. And then in 1 Corinthians, it also went on some rules for worship, some guidelines for worship. But guess what? You can follow all the guidelines for worship, but without love, it's meaningless. And that's kind of where we're at today uh, when we read this scripture that you've heard before. Um, so when I say this church in Corinth had conflict, it had, eternal con it had internal conflict. Uh, can you imagine that? A church with drama issues, right? Yeah, it was. It was a church that had some drama. So we can apply that today, not just to church, but, but our lives in 2022. You could apply it to your job, to your household, to your marriage, uh, to your friend group. Um, there's sometimes conflict. There's sometimes things that arise, and we need love. We need love. Especially in 2022, we need love. So here it is, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is our scripture today. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And this is the part I bet you've heard before. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as far as prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease as for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. 
When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but, we, but then we will fa- see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, and the greatest of these is love. The word of God for the people of God. Let's, let's pray. Loving God, I pray that this scripture today, I pray that you will have it speak to us. I pray that it won't just be words on a page, but it, it will it'll change our hearts. It'll speak to us that we will change here, loving you more and loving others more. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the very beginning of this passage talked about our words, those, the words being of clanging symbols without love. Have you ever known somebody that says all the right things? They, they say all the right stuff, but yet they're a jerk, right? Have you, have you ever known somebody like that? And then we have to ask ourselves, is that ever us? Are we ever that person? Um, so those words seemed a little harsh that Paul says. It's just like clanging cymbals if we don't have love. Now, the book of Amos, which we don't talk about a lot in church, the book of Amos gives a lot harsher of words about worship. Um, but remind, reminding that Paul is saying these people, if you don't have love, this is it. In Amos, it goes a step further. Because in the book of Amos, uh, the people were not loving their neighbors. More than not loving, they were taking advantage of other people. They were mistreating the, the poor. They were taking advantage of women. Um, they had slaves they were mistreating. It was, it was a mess. So God sent this Old Testament prophet named Amos to straighten things out, to give a warning of repentance. Um, and you may not be familiar with that book. Like I said, we don't always talk about the book of Amos in worship. But I found a similar, uh, when it said our words were like clashing symbols, it reminded me of these harsh words in the book of Amos. And remember, they were mistreating other people. Um, here are the words from Amos. Amos 5, 21 through 24. I hate, I despise your festivals. I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me burnt offerings and grain offerings... I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals, I will not look upon. Take, away, take me away from the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. So let us never fall into that place, right? Paul gives the warning, you better love people or your worship is just, or your, your words are just clanging cymbals. In Amos, it's saying, if you're mistreating people, if you're not loving people, if you're mistreating the poor, taking advantage of others, I despise your worship, is what Amos is saying, right? Um, So that sounds really harsh. And I used to read this scripture and think, when I would hear the book of Amos, I would think, wow, God can be so mean. But I, I look at it from the flip side, and you look at it from the side of the oppressed. You look at it from the side of the poor, those taken advantage of. And God is on their side, standing with them, fighting for them, right? So we can look at it that way. So before we get the warm fuzzies of this wedding passage, I really wanted us to grip the seriousness of our words just being clanging cymbals, or even going to where Amos had it, where where God despises our worship if we're not loving people, right? So in the Old Testament, we see time and time again, God gets angry when people are mistreated when we're not loving others. But for us today, we can be religious. We can have all the spiritual gifts. We can follow all the rules for worship. But without love, it's useless. It's useless. 
Um, it said, if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and knowledge and I have faith uh, to remove mountains but don't have love, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. So we can even leave this place. We can sing all the right songs with this awesome praise band. We can even go upstairs to the 10 o'clock small group, which is going to be amazing. We, we can leave and go to that. But if we don't have love, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. And I know I keep repeating myself, but I really want to drive that point home. If we don't have love, it means nothing. Working in youth ministry, I love how honest the teenagers are. Because sometimes they'll say things. I'll, I'll hear them talking, and I'll, I'll hear something along the lines of this. Well, all these kids from my school, they went on this big Christian retreat with such and such church, and they came back to school, and those kids are the biggest jerks on the planet, <laughs> right? And then it makes us question ourselves, is that ever us, right? Because people watch us, every one of us, our neighbors, they know we go to church, right? They know we're involved in these type of things, and they watch how we act, how we treat other people. So do our coworkers. People are watching us. Um, are we ever like that? Do people ever say, they say all the right words, but they don't show love? We're all guilty of that at times, especially at 8 o'clock on a Monday morning. Do we, are we guilty of that ever? So God sent these Old Testament prophets to warn people, and then God sends Paul uh, to give this warning, hey, make sure there's love included. But I'm reminded that Jesus set the ultimate example on how to love others. He invited the outcasts. He invited those that uh, others wouldn't accept. Jesus loved and welcomed all in. So we are called to love and extend that welcome to everybody, right? Because the right programs, the right songs, without love, it's just noise. And, and January is the perfect month for this series. Um, so this is what I'm following the lectionary, and it, and it just fell in perfectly that it's talking about love. Not just because it's February coming up and it's Valentine's Day, but I think because it's cold. It's dark outside. I don't know about you. January and February are not my favorite months. It gets dark super early. It's freezing cold. We don't want to do as much. This is the time that people really need love, right? And you all know we all have friends that they're, they're stuck inside. They're scared to go outside. They need love. It's a stressful time for everybody. More than ever, we need to show people the love of Jesus. Without, without love, it's all meaningless. We need to love people. So why do people read this scripture at weddings? Isn't it for a church in Corinth? But I think scripture applies to every aspect of our lives. Because you can have all the money, you can have the house, the job, but without love, it's useless. A marriage is useless without love. Our good friend group that we have, those people we hang out with, if we don't love each other, it's useless. Think about how this scripture might apply to you and your life. Then the scripture goes on to this part of the passage that you've all heard before. It says, love is patient, love is kind, right? We've heard this before. Now, when, when we talked about this part of the passage with the youth group, we ate our way through this scripture, all right? Now, I don't know if you know this, but this pulpit um, is kind of like the junk drawer in your house. Like, people think it's just all Bibles in here. You never know what you could find in here. So, um, love is patient. With the youth, we ate Jolly Ranchers. I don't even know if people at home, um, at watching at home can see it, but this is a Jolly Rancher. I gave these out at youth group and at Thursday worship. We ate our Jolly Ranchers when we said, love is patient. Now, why does that symbolize love is patient? Because these things take forever to eat, don't they? 
And uh, I actually had a dentist at our Thursday worship, and I said, it takes forever to get out of your teeth to a Jolly Rancher. Love is patient. Um, And you may say, this is the silliest illustration ever, and I can't wait for Pastor Sam to get back. But every time you go to Walmart and you go down the candy aisle, you're going to say, love is patient, (laughs) love is kind. You might remember some of these things. Um, So the next one, love is kind, is a Kit Kat, right? Now, I said that a Kit Kat is kind because what do you do? Give me a break. Give me a break, Jay. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. That's what you do for a friend. You break it off and you give it to somebody else. One of the kids in the youth group said, I have a better one. Love is kind because you stick together. That's nice, isn't it? So love is kind. And can you see how love, being patient and kind, can you see how this applies and how we need it? in our relationships, not just in our marriages, but in our our friend relationships, in our relationships at church. We need patience and kindness. The next one, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant. It's a Hershey bar, right? My wife told me a Hershey bar is classic. It doesn't need to boast about itself. It doesn't need to brag. It's been around forever. It just is what it is. It's a Hershey bar. It doesn't need to boast about it. I would even say a Hershey bar doesn't have those awesome Rice Krispies in it. And it doesn't have almonds in it. It's not, it's not a special dark. It's just a Hershey's bar. It doesn't need to boast. Love does not boast. I tried to give some of these away before worship, but nobody wanted them because they don't taste good. It is the Almond Joy. <laughs> I know, Jay, with the youth group kids, I said Almond Joys, we should just take, walk them right over to the Baptist church. They have coconut in them. Um, so the Almond Joy, the Almond Joy. If anybody's watching from First Baptist, we love you. We'll send you some Almond Joys. Um, almond Joy, it does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love rejoices in the truth. It's an Almond Joy. If you want one after worship, you come see me. Um, it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. gummy bears. Not just because it bears all things, because it has the word bear in it, right? But gummy bears, if I'm going to go hiking at Nakalula Falls and it's 90 degrees outside, I can pack gummy bears as my snack. They're not going to melt like chocolate. Gummy bears, if you go to It's Yogurt Time, you can put them on ice cream. They can endure a whole lot, right? And same thing with love. Those friend groups that you have, if you have friends that you've had the past 15, 20 years, You've endured some stuff together, haven't you? You've endured a lot. For those people here that have been married for a really long time, I bet your marriages have endured all kinds of hardships, all kinds of things that have happened. Love bears all things. And verse 8 reminds us that love never ends. It's what we were created to do, to love God and to love others. And now faith, hope, and love abide these three. The greatest of these is love. Now, I started with some harsh things that I, I said, you know, when we don't love, and, and it's just meaningless, right? But I want to tell you what it looks like when a church does love others, right? It feeds people on Fridays when a church loves people. It gives people clothes. It has a children's ministry that does a coat drive when a church is loving people. It shows in love and kindness to all the kids that come on Wednesday nights, um, and to the youth group. It welcomes kids into our early learning center here at the church, and the, and the teachers have smiles on their faces, and they welcome these kids. They even love and welcome these kids when it's their first week of school, and they just cry the whole time. Am I right, Helene? That is a loving church, right? Wonderful things happen when a church loves the community. I want to tell you a story. Um, so I might, 
Sheila, am I allowed to walk down here? I think so. I don't know if, uh, if the video is going to be okay with me doing this, but when we baptize a baby at the church, Pastor, Pastor Sam will usually grab the baby, hold the baby like this, and walk around to the congregation. It's Pastor Sam that does this because I'm scared to hold babies, all right? So Pastor Sam will hold a baby, he'll walk the baby out to the congregation, and he'll ask you, he'll say, will you help with Vacation Bible School? Will you help raise this kid up and show them the love of Jesus? And the congregation will say, yes, we will, yes, we will. You've done that before. Does everybody remember doing that? So um, we've done that before. So when we do that, uh, what happens when a church really does love that baby and help them grow up in the church, make a disciple out of that child? I'm going to tell you what happens. Catherine Barnes, our children director, children's director, grew up in this church and has been the number one volunteer in the world for uh, children and youth for so long, and then recently became the children's director here at this church. Is that not amazing? And you were part of that, right? Because when we make disciples, disciples make more disciples. But then I want to tell you another story. Molly Page grew up in this church. Molly, were you baptized here? Molly Page was baptized in this church. I don't know who the pastor was at the time, but I bet the pastor walked around, held Molly around like that, like I just did, and said, are you going to be faithful to help this child grow in the love of Jesus? So Molly grew up here. Molly grew up in the youth group. She sang in all the kids' programs, attended youth. Um, this church helped her put up with her brother Holt, right? That was a great, a great thing that the church did. Molly, you couldn't have done that without the church. Um, so she sang here in this celebration worship band for years, and Molly's been helping with the children's ministry for a long time. She even put together our children's Christmas musical this past year. Now, a church that showed love helped Molly grow up to love Jesus, helped put that call of God on Molly's life to work in children's ministry. Now, I'm sad to see Molly go to Jacksonville First United Methodist Church to be the children's director, but this church this is a sign of a church that loves people. We have had two people recently um, who grew up here go to work in children's ministry as employees at churches. How awesome is that? That's something to celebrate. Um, I want us to pause and understand the, the importance of investing into our kids and our youth. Um, what would it look like if we would have had volunteers helping with them just saying words, right? reading a Sunday school lesson. It would have been meaningless, but they did it with love. They did it with love. It matters. And I'm so proud of Molly. Um, she's already been serving here in so many ways, but now she's leaving to do this at Jacksonville. So I want us to realize the people we show love and kindness to, those that we just really just pour into here at the church. Who knows what they're going to go off to be? We have children in our children's ministry right now. They're going to go to be the best social worker, doctors, and they're going to have these great occupations, but they're going to be people that do it with love. They're going to do it with love. So we can, we can, um, we can give money to our children's ministry. We can, we can um, go down there and say, the right, and say the right words, but without love, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. But everyone here, you need to celebrate we have, uh, you have helped raise up Molly Page and Catherine Barnes, two people in children's work, right? Because of your love and your support here at the church. And I thank you for that. 
Because every child that grows up to know Jesus, that gets discipled at Jacksonville First Methodist, you were a part of that. That's something to celebrate, isn't it? I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. I want to call Molly up here, if that's okay. We're going to pray for Molly. And if any family wants to come up too, that's fine. That's fine. We want to say a prayer for Molly as she goes off to Jacksonville. They're going to stay. Okay. We're going to say a prayer for Molly. And if you're online, write something awesome uh, to Molly Page as well. Let's pray for Molly now. Loving God, we thank you for Molly Page. We thank you for the ministry that she has done here for years. We thank you for all the hard work she's done with our praise band. We thank you for the lives of the children that have been touched here in this church. But God, we thank you for the work she's going to do in Jacksonville. We thank you that disciples are going to be made. We thank you that she's not going to just say the right words, but that she will love the children there. And God, I pray that, that the lives of parents and children will be touched for your glory and for your kingdom. We thank you so much for Molly, and we pray that you will bless her life. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You're the best, Molly. So if the praise band will come forward, um, I'm just going to say this in closing. Um, when we love as a church, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. People go and serve and, and share Jesus, right? Awesome things happen when we share the love of Jesus. Will you stand and worship with us?
If, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but in our traditional worship service, we have acolytes that walk in and out with the candle. So um, if they walk out with this candle, or we walk out with the candle on a Sunday without love, we just did a ritual, right? We just had a long stick with a candle on the end and walked out with it, right? But if we walk out loving God, loving others, you know what we do? We walk out carrying the light of Jesus into the world. Let us walk out today carrying the light of Jesus into the world. Go in peace. Oh, thank you. I better put this back or I'm in deep trouble. <laughs>